down today with uh, Holly Berry, an old friend of mine and of our families, and uh, I, I've known her for 20 years or more than 20 years. I don't know how long we've known each other. I maybe vaguely knew you in high school, but really knew your husband, Brian, who was one of my good friends. Um, and a few years ago, Brian passed away from cancer. Holly's dealt with other loss in her life, and she is a very wise woman uh, who I wanted you to hear from as we talk about thy will be done. What does it look like to pray that? And how do we live out a life that is constantly oriented towards saying, thy will be done? So that's what we're gonna talk about today, Holly. So, thy will be done. The, the prayer that Jesus gives is, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven is of course thy will be done in my life and that to me brings up the question of suffering that brings up the question of like wait what if i like and i think you you know that that idea of what if i don't want this to happen um i don't necessarily want god's will um or do i how do i get there and i wonder i don't know just as you reflect on thy will be done how do you think about it in relation to suffering, loss, challenge? You know, somebody who's going through something and think, how do I pray that or have that, maybe I can't verbalize it, but have that posture towards God in my circumstances? Yeah, so that's, that is something that has really evolved for me over the years and, and largely evolved because of life experience. And so when I speak of this, I do speak about it in terms of my own experience. And so I can't um, tell someone else to feel this way or know this because it is what God has done in my life and the thing, ways that he has um, revealed himself to me, I think, that has really changed my, my own personal desire for his will. Probably about 15 years ago when... Brian, my husband, and I were fairly newly married, and um, we would sometimes try to pray together because we thought we were supposed to, and it always felt awkward, but he, at the end, would always <laughs> say, um, and we just ask that your will be done, not not ours, and I would always be like, stop it. <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not ready to give that all the way over. Like, I, I only want his will if it's also what I want. Like, could my, could your will be my will? I just remember thinking, stop praying that. I don't know what that's going to, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, and so that was probably in my mid to late twenties. And then through, um, loss when I was 30, several miscarriages in a row, my last one being very, uh, second trimester and, um, really difficult. God, I had experience of God that, um, kind of turned upside down for me my my knowledge or my understanding that he is good which is a strange time to learn that but it it is what happened um in that time and so sort of for me marking at that moment age 30 through to today the ways he's continued to um give me him despite what's happening in my life um wants me to only want his will because part of that journey has been also seeing my own um 
I guess depravity is the word or the depths that I, the depths of sin that sometimes my heart desires. Hmm. And beginning to a place where I think, oh, hang on, I actually, just because I want this, it doesn't, I, I don't trust that in me. I know what I am also capable of. So, Lord, I'm going to turn this back to you and say, your will be done here. Like, I am here. I'm available. You see what's happening in me. Um, and I would far rather what you have, because when those times have happened and I've seen his will play out in my life, it's always been filled with goodness and joy, no matter what is actually happening in my life and my circumstances. So, um, part of that was when Brian was diagnosed with cancer and I think both of us had gotten to a place in our lives through some experiences of, or just from just knowing God better, um, where neither of us, and this is, I think God's mercy on us, but neither of us ever asked a question, why us? Why is this happening to us? Right. Because I think we had seen at that point that the world has hurt and sickness and it's not God's, that wasn't God's creation. God didn't invent sickness to inflict suffering for us to know him. That's just what it's There's some sense in which walking in the things that are explicitly God's will, which are the commandments of God, you know, uh, from do not commit adultery, do not murder, to Jesus pushing out to love your neighbor, love your enemy, that in some ways we, we almost don't need to ask what is God's will if you could just do those things, right? Um, but in terms of praying, praying thy will be done when going into something that might not be easy or something bad comes into your life, some challenge, to me that comes to the point of do I trust God? Do I know God? Do I know the God of the Bible, not just some version of God in my head? Do I, do I know God and do I trust him? Can you tell me a little bit more about that experience of believing God was good after um, a late miscarriage that was particularly challenging? Because I think there's a key there to, to being able to say that I will be done. Right, so that question became central to me in that, that last miscarriage. And it's not one I had had to wrestle with before because Either I didn't have to or had chosen not to because things had gone great for me. I grew up in a home that was wonderful, awesome parents. Um, I Everything I wanted to do, I did. Um, I hadn't had to wrestle with, with if, if, if God, whether God was good or not. So this was probably the first time in my life where I, I couldn't avoid that question. Um, it was... I had to know because it really mattered. Um, I didn't want to trust a God if he wasn't always good. Why? Who would? Why would you? Um, I would advise people not to. <laughs> um, so it was the first time where I had to ask the question, well, are you good? Because the, almost the trust question is secondary to that. I'm only will, I will only trust you if you are always good. So the, the main question for me became, are you always good? If the answer to that is yes, then it means that I can always trust you. No, no matter how things look 
on the surface, no matter what is happening, um, no matter how horrible a circumstance can be. And so um, what happened at this time was I remember sitting on my bed, we were living out in Ashburn at the time, and I had my Bible open trying to read it and, um, and really couldn't, but so I just started talking to God and I, and I kept saying, I had such hope in this pregnancy. It was, it was the third or fourth miscarriage I'd had, but this one was going fine. No idea why I miscarried. The sonogram before, baby was totally fine, healthy. No idea what happened. It's such hope in this. And I'm disappointed again, and it's devastating. Um, why would I ever hope again? And it was one of those moments um, that we all longed for, <laughs> for just this very explicit understanding that God is telling you something significant. Um, and I knew it was God because it was, it was, well, one of the reasons I knew it was God is because it was nothing that I had been thinking about. I don't think it's anything anyone would have told me in that moment, but he just said, you can have hope because I rose from the dead. And it was, it was this moment of, oh, oh my gosh. So you just gave me the picture of the restoration for all of creation. Um, and I had my hope in this one little thing, which isn't insignificant at all, but the reason that this is not going to um, devastate me is because this is not when in the end, even this thing is going to be, I think the wording is um, undone. Um, and I've never quite found the words to, to describe that moment and what exactly happened to me, but it was significant. And I was um, overwhelmed with joy. Um, and, and it sort of unfolded in me over several days and weeks. And I think it's continued to unfold in me and look differently in different encounters and experiences in, in my life. but. It was such a such an intense joy, um, and I I think I I saw the world very differently all of a sudden. And um, again, I I I didn't try to I I didn't make it happen. It just is what the Lord gave me in that moment, and it and it was um, it was life altering. It was paradigm shifting. It was you know, all those things. It was. No longer did I feel like I had to earn salvation or um, do all the right things and have uh, X, Y, and Z in place. It, it really became this utter, like, he is good and um, I can just live life. So that was a very unique experience that I had. And, and I know other people have had experiences that have been significant as well. And, and other people have just over time slowly encountered the Lord in different ways, um, but that that has brought them maybe to the same understanding of God's goodness. But it is, to me, is one of the most essential questions you have to confront and, and try to get an answer to. Otherwise, I always tell people, I'm like, if you don't think he's good, you shouldn't trust him. <laughs> you just shouldn't. Like, I think he is good, so I think you can, you can press into that, and I think you're going to come out 
um, experiencing his kindness and mercy to you. But, um, but don't do it just because you think you should. Do it because you know he's good. So. Is God good? If he is, we can trust him. We can pray, thy will be done and entrust our lives to him. This is not easy. It may, it may be a long journey for some of you in that process of cultivating an understanding of who God is and whether you can trust him, believing that he is good. It may involve suffering and loss in your life. Most growth and the knowledge of who God is does involve that at some point. But it will, it will involve experiencing, knowing, and walking with God in a more and deeper way as time goes on. Before we go back to the conclusion of our conversation with Holly, um, I wanted to let you know, this is a 25-minute video clip that was edited from a longer 45-minute video conversation. We're going to upload the entire conversation and send it out to you and also post it on Facebook if you want to watch the entire 45-minute conversation uh, later on. And let me tell you, if you struggle with uh, with doubting that you can trust God, if you wrestle with that concept of praying thy will and actually meaning it, um, it's worth the listen. Let's go back now to my conversation with Holly before we conclude with a song that Sabrina leads us in. As we think about praying thy will be done, I've looked at my own life and one of the challenges to that is when I've prayed that at times in my past, it's generally been me praying for something that I want in my heart. Um, and it might be totally a good thing, a normal thing, a wonderful thing, but in my head, my even some of the anxiety of praying thy will be done was aligned with, but he's got to want what I want, right? God's God's got to want for me what I want. I have a picture of what my life should look like. And, and if I pray it, therefore, and, and, and as far as I can tell, I mean the right things or it's not a bad thing. Why wouldn't God want it? Um, so it seems like we have a challenge to, to wrestle with and ultimately hand over to God in this, that thy will is truly God's will and to not confuse it with what I want, even though in my prayers, my longings, I express those to God. Um, I wonder if you can speak to that sense of the distinction between what I want and praying thy will be done and handing things over to God. Yeah, so, um... You know, it, that's really kind of a multi-layered question. Part of that is because oftentimes we circle around that on on this maybe smaller things in life, um, not necessarily inconsequential or unimportant, but just maybe the smaller, um, more daily things about life. Um, I, I would like to get into this college. I would like to get this job. I would like, you know not to be fired, whatever, like all the different things are, I'd like this car, I'd like this much money, um, the things that would give us comfort, really, um, and just make things less complicated. Um, 
And I actually feel less equipped to answer that, that kind of a level of a question because I don't know. I, sometimes I just think those things just don't happen. I, again, like going back to the, the, the world is a place where people make decisions on their own all the time that affect other people. And so, um, you know, why didn't I get into that college when I should have? I, I don't actually know. I don't know that that was God saying you will not go to that college. Or right. if it was just that person that day who read your application was not in a great mood. Or you rubbed them the wrong way. Or <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it just is, there's people act out of mm -hmm. decisions that they make. And, um, and so on, on the larger scale questions um, of, you know, I don't want cancer. I don't want this. I don't want that. This can't be good. This, this has to be bad. Um, I actually think that the same theory applies, but it feels that the, the consequences or the, um, are much greater. The weightiness of, the it, weightiness the gravity of, it, of it is it's significant. Like, this is really important, God. Like, yeah. maybe I didn't get this other thing, but this really matters this right, time. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you heal someone? And that's, yeah, that's right. a huge question. Yeah. Why, why would you not heal someone? Right. Wouldn't you always want someone to get better? Mm -hmm. um, and I, those are so hard to answer. And I feel even that it's very, it's very precarious ground we humans walk on when we try to put any answer onto that or, or guess at all. But um, so I can only speak from what my experience has been of something along those lines, which is and I can, and I will say this also for Brian because he voiced this um, when he was, when he had cancer. Um, so again, suffering can happen. Things can happen. You don't get into college. You don't get the job. You don't get healed from cancer. Those things happen, I think, because life exists with um, fallenness and brokenness in it. The beauty of what God has done and in inviting him into any of these circumstances with us is that this happens and the, the, the statement that follows is not, but God did this. Yeah. Um, because I think when you say, but God did this, it really detracts from the significance of someone's suffering. It's not, it's like you're saying, yeah, but don't worry about it because guess what God's going to do? Like, mm. no, you, that's terrible. What happened to you? I, I really wish that that had not happened. That It was very difficult for you to endure that or go through that. Um, so I, I have changed that from but, because I hate that, to and. This happened and God entered into it. And so it's, it's a, a shift from that is terrible and God was there with you in it. And so, so much of even thinking about what is God's will, I, it says many places in the Bible, I can't think of them where they are now, I never can, but it says God's will for you is that you believe in him. Yeah. And that sounds kind of throwaway and easy, but it's so hard because in those moments of choosing to believe him, you're choosing to believe he's good. Even if you don't feel it, sometimes you have to just, I'm just gonna choose to believe it. I got nothing else. Um, so, I think that there is a humility that we humans need to have and not thinking that if I think it's good, it must be. That statement is, um, needs to be challenged. 
and many times, at least in my own life, it's probably wrong. <laughs> it's most likely wrong. <laughs> like, this is what I want, and because I have a very narrow view of an end, that I'm thinking in the next months, years, even the next 30 years, mm -hmm. which is such a limited view, I'm thinking about just myself. Mm -hmm. um, and even if I could go bigger than that, I can't go big enough to put it on the same grounds as God. Mm -hmm. And I, I make the, the mistake of flipping God and who he is and what he wants with me and easily put the two on the same level in mm -hmm. some way. Right. Um, and be confused about that. Yeah. As opposed to just recognizing there is a God. I am not that God. And I should live into that. And actually, the more I live into that, the more freedom, joy, peace, all those things I have. And I think that speaks to the nature of our need to know God, to believe God, like that prayer, believe God. What God wants you to know and experience him, there's a deeper joy and hopefulness that almost enables you to go through anything in life Again, not to diminish the pain of actual suffering or loss or not getting things you want, but with that peace and joy that Paul had when he said, my light and momentary afflictions are not worth comparing with the joy that is going to be revealed. And his prayer for all of his churches was almost always that you would know God more, experience God more. Mm -hmm. It was not, hey, I hope this doesn't keep happening to you. Mm -hmm. It was, may you know God, mm -hmm. that how high and wide and deep is the love of God. Mm -hmm. um, so there must be something in that mm -hmm. that often mature Christians who've gone through suffering, they, they step into that a little bit more. They, they've experienced that usually through suffering um, as well as through cultivating an understanding of who God is in their life. And the weight, the, I think the reason Paul can call those things light and momentary suffering is because they do feel far less weighty hmm. in comparison to the weight of God's joy and goodness that you experience. It just doesn't even match up. It doesn't make it less bad. It just makes it less weighty. Holly, as we bring this uh, conversation to a close, I wonder if there's anything else you'd like to share with me, with us, about what it looks like to live into thy will be done, to pray that prayer um, in your own life or friends of yours that you've been walking with in their faith. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I just have gotten to a place in my life where I, I have learned through experiences that his will is always is always good and right and so I don't fear that prayer anymore um, like I used to I actually sort of beg for it now like please your will not my will um, and and so it's not that I would welcome suffering but I can see I see what suffering how suffering drives me to him and the way that he receives me and restores um, parts of my soul that, that I don't know that I would have, would have exposed had those things not happened. So I, I, again, I don't look for suffering. I don't, I don't really want it, but <laughs> when it happens, it's, it's also, um, 
potentially a time of real intimacy with the Lord that is sustaining in a way that I never, never could have dreamed of or imagined before. And Brian said the same thing. He told me at some point during um, his cancer journey, he had had a fairly significant experience with the Lord as well. And, and he said, gosh, I just, it's all worth it. It's just worth it. And I thought, I could never have said that for him, but that's a huge statement for someone who is is going to die of this cancer um, to make. How do you how do you make that statement without God? Whatever he experienced of God being so tremendous that all of the pain and suffering of cancer was worth it. You know, you and I have both been able to see the goodness and greatness of God in the midst of loss and challenge and suffering. And it's been cultivated through years and through experiences as you talked about. Um, thank you for sharing with mm -hmm. us. Thank you for opening up, um, for letting us in on your life, but also just helping us to think through this question of what does it look like to say thy will be done. We're gonna pass it back over to Sabrina uh, to close us out with a song. Let me say a prayer for our, all of us, mm -hmm. um, and especially those who are struggling with this very issue right now before we hand it back over to her. God, our Father, you are a good and loving God. It is not always easy to say, thy will be done. And so I pray for us and for all who are listening, watching today, who are struggling with that, that aspect of your goodness and trusting you, that you would show up and enable us to walk into praying, thy will be done in our lives as in heaven. Amen. Amen.